0: The um, text for the message this evening, as I said before, is the Old Testament reading, the first chapter of Joshua. Um, I want to uh, just remind you of the last couple verses. It says So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is um, a very peculiar thing, I believe. But when people are uncertain, they do things that are not really good for them. Uh, these are uncertain times there's war and there's rumors of war seemingly everywhere there's terrorism and some of the threat is right in our backyard there is the threat of disease all over the news and mentioned even with terrorism and war sometimes the list goes on but you get the idea I was talking to a car salesman a while back uh, when, when I was in New York the last time Uh, he was looking a little bored, and so I asked him why he was bored, and he told me that no one's buying cars because of uncertain times, which is kind of where we started here. It's not so much that no one has money, uh, though that is true for some, but it's more that no one is spending it because they might need it for an emergency because of uncertain times, and potential emergencies show up, and they seem to be all over And and people are being careful. So in the end, because of uncertain times and uncertain behavior comes with that, the stocks are not making big money, the businesses are not making money, the jobs are getting more and more shaky, and people are cutting back on even that, and nervous people are not really good neighbors in general, and you can kind of see all of that in your lives. Uncertainty, whether it has a reason behind it or not, makes things steadily more difficult. Uncertain people do not do what they should do, even if it's for their own good. Right now, it's not so hard to imagine standing at a border about to enter into a hostile place with a virtual certainty of war. Uh, None of us are there, but we do know where this is certainly true, because you see that in the news, too. Uh, none of us are there, but Joshua was in that exact place. In his case, it was more difficult, I think, though, his war would be against superior numbers, against the fortified cities, uh, against better arms of war. And, and he had no choice at all, because God told him he has to do it. So what are you going to do? If God uh, shows up, and pays you a personal visit, then you sort of have to listen. Then it gets even worse for him though. For more than 40 years, he'd been following Moses. This is God's servant in the world and it was terribly important that he did follow him and Joshua was his aide. But now Moses was dead and Joshua was in charge. God told him he was in charge and that's, again, that kind of makes it so, uh, but he was untested and he was untried and he was uncertain, as you can easily imagine. He didn't know where he would fight or how or sometimes even why, because all of that was being called by God. He wasn't certain what kind of help God would give or the effectiveness of his troops. He didn't even know if he was able to do this thing. Finally though, God told him to go. He was probably afraid for himself, he was certainly afraid for his army, and he was probably afraid for the many thousands of people in his care, men, women, and children, and, uh, and animals too, because a lot of their wealth was tied up in flocks and herds, but finally, God had told him to get ready. He says, in three days, you're going to the land I promised to give you. Get ready, be prepared. Uh, in a world as uncertain as this one, we've been given instructions very much like that. Uh, We've been told to go. Go make disciples for Jesus. Go love one another. Go love your neighbor as yourself. Go love your enemy. Go and turn the other cheek. Honor the authorities and pray for them, such as they are. Love and pray for your persecutors. You're about to go once again into those uncertain times Here we sit, but there's the door. It's right over there. You've seen it because you came through it. He's telling you, get ready, be prepared. There's the door, and that's your job. There's a bit more, though. Get ready for life and all of its uncertainty. Be prepared for that persecution that he mentioned that would surely come. Get ready for suffering and for death, because those things come too. Be prepared even for the last day, the day of judgment, because Jesus will surely come. How prepared are you, though? How confident are you in all of these uncertainties? God says, Be strong and of good courage. Is that you? If you're like me, your first question would be Where should I even begin? The one certain answer in all of this, at least on our part, is that we need to be smart enough to know that we're not ready. We cannot do what is necessary because we are afraid and because we are unskilled and we have no confidence in ourselves precisely because we cannot do this on our own. To go out and do what was commanded looks too hard because it is. It's a good thing that it doesn't matter how much confidence you bring to the task. Uh, At least it doesn't matter as to getting the work done. God will accomplish his work because he promised he would do it. He will get it done with you or without you, confident or uncertain, God will get it done. For instance, if Joshua had decided that day to run away from his commanded duty, along with all the other people that came with him, God would give them what he promised anyway. Somehow or other, he would get it done. He actually already did that once. Um, After a short time in the desert, after they came out of Egypt, God brought his people to Canaan, or right up to the borders of it. And they decided, looking at all that, that it was too hard So he let them go back into the desert until the next generation trusted him enough to go as planned. And so now uh, that other generation perished in the wilderness, but now this generation stands at the door right next to the Jordan River about to enter in. If you're afraid to do what should be done, God will find a way without you. But you can be certain if that is so, The surprising thing is that he would also do it with you because he promised. He always keeps his promises so we can be strong and of good courage. No harm can befall you that he cannot lift up again. He is with you and will never leave you. He promised even if you suffer, even if you are persecuted, even if you would fail alone, even if you die, God will succeed in you because he promised he will raise you up as a sign to the world and he can do anything. So he can surely do that, so that the world will see, even with you. And how do you know all that? Well, you can look at the Bible. Moses is proof. Joshua is proof. David is proof. The 12 apostles of Jesus are proof. Jesus himself is the greatest proof of them all. God will do what he promised. He promised and he will do it. No enemy, no weakness in us or strength in our enemies, no suffering, no persecution, not even death can stop God from accomplishing his purpose in you. Year after year, century after century, Human beings haven't changed much. We have always been weak, always uncertain, worried, distracted from what is needed and even commanded. But God promised that one would come and would take all of that away, to make it certain again in his own blood this time. Christ finally did come, just as God came, to Joshua to accomplish his purpose, to prove his promises and his power, to make the work complete. If we have Jesus in our corner, who can withstand us? If we are weak, he is strong in us to achieve his work anyway. If we are afraid, he is the spirit of power in us to make us courageous in the face of fear. If we are uncertain, his promises are true and eternal so we can be certain. Because he will do it. Because he has promised. These things we know. Because he is preparing the way for us to go. His three days in the grave were his sacrifice for our weakness and reluctance. And in the end, he rose from that death to prove we should have no fear. No harm can come against Jesus that cannot be overcome. He's proved it already. And that is so for us too. His three days dead are our three days to prepare us for work with him. Joshua did not go alone; He went with God, as even now he's with God according to the promises fulfilled in Christ. Jesus promised that he would always be with you, no matter what. Go with him in your heart and your mind. Go with him as he himself accomplishes purpose in your mouth and in your hands. That is your preparation. That is your courage and strength. That is your confidence. It is indeed your certainty. God's word to you says that he's with you. He will not let you fall without picking you up. He will never let you be alone, even if you think you are. His spirit lives in you even now to remind you of these things. He wants you to know these things as certainty by his word of promise. He wants you to love these things as certainty by his word of promise. He wants you to be strong and confident in these things as certainty by his word of promise. And Christ is his seal of certainty. His spirit that is in you is his deposit for you, for confidence and for strength and purpose in you because you are his children. What has been taken as uncertainty in this world, especially in these days, could be seen another way altogether. When Joshua went into Canaan, he went with certainty into trouble, suffering, pain, death for many. This is true for us as well, even when there seems to be no war or terror or disease or hardship anywhere that we can see right away, It's still, they, as you know well, are certain to come at some point. But there's another side to all of that certainty. When Joshua went into Canaan, he was certain to take possession of the land, despite the expected hardships, because God promised it. He promised it to Abraham. He promised it to Isaac and to Jacob and to Moses and even to Joshua. He promised And he always keeps his promises. Nothing can stop him, not ever. He told Joshua just to go and do what he commanded and it would all work out for him and his people because he promised. Just go, he said. You've been told to go. You've been told to prepare. It is certainty that some trouble will come to you. But you have a promised land too. So prepare by his gifts to make you faithful, his word of scripture about Jesus and his salvation given at a cross, which in itself admittedly seems a little hopeless, hopeless as death, but even death has been overcome. Prepare by remembering your baptism, water to wash you clean and to give you God's spirit. Prepare by eating and drinking Christ's supper for strength and readiness to go on and work in this life. But most of all, and probably hardest to see, is for you to realize that you are already prepared. Christ has taken all the threats away. You cannot be harmed with Him at your side in any way that He cannot undo. There is finally nothing uncertain at all about your life in Christ. So you can go with God, your life and certainty is in Jesus. Know that your promised land awaits and even a place in heaven with your Father in Christ is certain because he promised. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.